0: All right, for the first time in 2021, Sean and I recording together in the studio in my room. Sean, might as what's well up? be the it might as well <laughs> be the new dojo in here. It it's is a new dojo. Pretty psyched. Hope the sound quality is good. We have no idea. And Oh yeah, it's a complete like trial and error situation just testing it out. Great setup we have here, Sean. This morning you punched your ticket to the mass open yeah qualifier at pleasant valley how'd that go pleasant valley yeah i mean i haven't played golf i I mean for the listeners who know me i haven't played much golf at all in the last four or five months i had wrist surgery in march so kind of came out with no expectations and just completely freewheeled it and uh i put together a one over 73 finished what was the number to get in uh i think it was two over Two over was the the cut. So, so you're one clear. I was one clear. It was kind of witchy on 18. I hit, I like knew I was right around the number, and hit a hybrid maybe 180 yards off the tee. Just completely chunk blocked <laughs> it. Absolutely grinded out a five and just got it in the barn. But uh, yeah, for the most part, played well. I didn't miss a putt inside 10 feet, which always helps. That's insane. Yeah, it was insane. So mass open. It's your second one? Second one. I played two years ago at Vesper, which uh, basically shot a million there. So hopefully do a little bit better this time. Trying to make the cut. Maybe low AMs in the books for me. Who knows, you know? <laughs> so where is it this year? It's at Oak Hill, which is oh yeah. um, out in, who the fuck knows, Mass. Fuck, so. I should have qualified. I should have even tried. Yeah. I've, like, never tried for the Mass Open, but it's actually a sick event. Yeah, I mean it's a great field. Like a guy we had on the podcast, Harm God Evan Harmeling. He he won the Mass Open like three years ago, and there you go. Now he's winning on the corn fair. He's winning on the corn fair. I mean, if I go out there and finish amongst (laughs) the top guys, I'm gonna give the mini tours a run. I think there you go. So yeah, I mean it's not it's good stuff. Not as exciting as this week though. Coke rack cocrack and speed dueling it out i think we should dig into that a little bit all right let's talk cocrack cocrack's so fun i don't know he's so funny he's kind of a meme he is a meme he's, he's kind a of a meme. Me. like the the whole social media thing's a joke like he's basically he's basically like bootleg bryson with the, the instagram stuff like i remember six or seven months ago he posted you know how on instagram you can make like a million posts in a row you make like nine <laughs> or ten posts in a row And it makes one giant picture. When you're on the profile. Yeah, yeah, when you're on the profile screen, scrolling down the profile. He did that. For the CJ Cup. Yeah, he did that for the CJ Cup. But then he posted another extra time after. So the picture was all fucked up. It was like all contorted (laughs) and shit. And he didn't delete it. Like it's just, it was still there. Doesn't give a fuck. So this guy clearly gives absolutely no fucks what was yeah so i saw his instagram post all his pictures were super blurry yeah he like didn't he's even, got even a have really, good quality I mean, he's pictures. got a horrible social media team he's gotta fire those guys it's actually insane but the so, all-in 2020 jason kokrak stuff is iconic it's definitely gained some traction and he's actually become a solid player like he was kind of a he was kind of a joke, like, two or three years ago. Like, he's kind it was of like the guy you just, just shrug a, off, like, oh, it's coke crap. I mean, he's he's a, he seems like a meathead, you know? He's yeah. just a meathead out there swinging a club. Like, yeah. Just he's, batting it around like yeah. a caveman out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> And, like, he's actually good now. He learned how to putt. He's, I think, seventh on the year they kept bringing up on, in strokes gained putting, which is nasty. Like, he's clearly a sick putter now. And I think a lot of that's attributed to getting a longer putter, which you and I both did. Yep. He's big, a, long putter guy. Big, long putter guy. Long guys. putter, no anchor. Yeah. You know, or no arm lock. No arm lock. It, it's it's a big-time switch for the tall guys. I think it makes a big difference. He switched to a 36-inch putter, and he's rolling his rock now. And, I mean, the guy drives it insane. He's one of the longest guys out there. He's super accurate. He, I mean, he. I think he – He hit, like, 40 out of 56 fairways this week or something like that. I mean, just drove it stupid straight. That's dumb. And he was number one in driving distance. So, I mean, he's going to win a lot if he does that a bunch. Yeah, I I mean, did you ever really think he was going to win until the back nine on Sunday? So, I didn't really watch much of the – I didn't really watch much of the first, like, four or five hole – or, no, sorry, more – I watched, like, the first three holes and then tuned back in for the back nine. And it seemed like it was kind of crazy, like, early on in the the front nine. Like, Spieth chipped in or something. Or or there was, you know, he hit a wedge to, like, two inches. And then he made three bogeys in a row. And it was just kind of all over the map. But then Kokrak on the back nine, for the most part, I mean, he hit that one shitty pitching wedge i think he was in between clubs on like 15 or 16 i think it was 15 and like yanked the shit out of it but other than that he flushed it like he just played so solid down the end yeah you were talking about uh the par three right no he had a bad shot on the par three 16 was bad that was a bad shot i kind of thought he was gonna lose it after that I but did then too. And then Speed hit such a bad shot. After that, it was like yeah. And the crowd at that point was so clearly rooting for Speed. I almost felt bad for Coke Rack because like, there's no one out there there's that no hates Coke Rack. Like you, he's not a hateable guy, but there's no one out there rooting for him. Yeah. I mean, you're in doubt. He's Dallas. just on it. He's on an island. He's on speed island. Yeah, he's on Speed's island. And, I mean, you can't blame people. Like, Speed. you know, he's the golden child. He's a prodigy. Yeah, what are you going to do? He's won three majors. People are going to root for him. I think the fans got a little out of hand. Like, Jordan had to calm him down at some points. Yeah. Which is not cool. Like, you got to you gotta keep it together at some point. But, yeah, props to Kokrak for battling through that. Because that's not yeah. easy. When everyone's against you to go out there and win. We talk about, it, like how the hell does Patrick we- Reed win yeah. all the time? How does yeah. Bryson win? Like, these guys are they, getting yeah. shit on all the time. Like, fans yelling shit at them. I don't know how they deal yeah. with it. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, people have a hard time, like, playing well when their buddy gives them shit on yeah. the t box. And it's like, oh, I got to play with this pressure. Yeah. My, you know, my buddies are all looking at me. And then for these guys on tour where they're not the popular guy, or they're not the number one guy coming down the stretch. I mean, you're just constantly in uh environment of like you're in the war zone. Yeah, and everyone's gunning for you. Like, yeah, you're kind of like a zoo animal out there. You are zoo animal. <laughs> like everyone's it's like the most got to be the most uncomfortable feeling ever. You, yeah, but the people be. who the people who thrive there, they love it. Like Reed just loves it. Like that's literally oh, what he yeah. lives for is to be in there. It's got to be really fun to be him because as much as he as much shit as he does get he clearly loves that like that is what he lives for right so the more people hate him i think the better for him right i don't know if kokrak's one of those guys but i think probably not i think bryson and reed are like that i think so yeah what do you think kokrak's ceiling is like is he a guy that's gonna lurk in the top 10 in the world because he's really trending now what is he right now he, he's, he's probably he's probably 25 around the 25 mark is he really 25 yeah i mean he, this guy he qualified for the tour championship i think the last two years like he's a really really solid player <sighs> i don't want to overreact to a kokorek win you, you definitely i mean yeah you don't want to overreact because he could just he's not 22 now in the world okay that's insane He's a good player. I mean, he's right behind, like, Paul Casey and Billy Horst. Yeah, like, you know, he's right in the same neighborhood as Fleetwood. He's ahead of Spieth. That. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to last long. I Hopefully. know, but that's still funny that he's one ahead he of Spieth. Is, yeah, it is. Kind of ahead insane. of Scheffler. Ahead of M. Some days really lost this game. What were we talking about like six months ago? Harris English being like the sixth best player in the world. <laughs> you that? After he won in Hawaii, he really was, was one of the best like players in the, player in the world. Like, come on. Oh, he on the Sagarin rankings or oh, whatever. Oh, sag- yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sagarin. <the> Sagarin. <laughs> no, but I mean, Kokrak, he could just easily not win for the next five years. Yeah, and no one would say a word about it. And no one would really. But I think he's got he's a guy ceiling. He's a guy that has the game. I I don't think he's gonna be a top five player in the world. I don't think he's gonna be a multiple major champion by any means. I could totally see him snagging a US Open though. Like he's not a good enough iron player to where it's gonna be like a sustained great level of play. But if he gets a week like this where he drives it super well and putts really well and hits his irons decent. There's no reason he can't go win it like a Torrey Pines. You know? That, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a setup I mean, that fits him really well. I could really see Torrey him in the next actually, two or three years snagging a major. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much going on with his swing like on a week-to-week basis. But like you he said, I mean, have a, you put it together for one week, he can compete with anybody. And he clearly has the stones to win. Yeah. I mean... It's not like a Paul Casey where he's up there and you're he's just like waking wow, in he's his just boots. Not like, you know, he's, he's, just not like, he's, he's just like, he's, I could picture, I guess, Kokrak hoisting a trophy. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't picture a lot of guys up here like hoisting a major trophy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I, I really like Kokrak's game. I love his practice swings, like his routine. Like, it's so simple. Yeah. Like, this guy's it just is out simple. here just like, He's just swinging a golf club as hard as he can. yeah, yeah. Off the tee, just bombing it around. He's just loose. Yeah, he's so loose. Like, the guy doesn't give a fuck, it seems like. So, when I went to the PGA, was it last week? I guess it was last week. Or two weeks ago. At Kiowa, Thursday, watching. I was on the range in the morning, and it was Hideki, JT, Kokrak, morikawa rory like all in a straight line so like you know no one was watching kokrak yeah but i was like right behind kokrak and he was spraying the ball and so yeah, I, that's what you're gonna get from him every now he and was and spraying there. it on the His range on thursday <laughs> so i was like how can i fade kokrak so i put a bunch of money on harris english <laughs> over kokrak for the tournament because i'm like <laughs> i'm sharp like i'm literally here in person watching kokrak spray the ball and vegas doesn't know yeah and Rack blew him out of the water. <laughs> yeah, so that's classic. Like, whenever I see Rack now, that's what I think of, and I will never not think of that when I see Cochrane. You just can't base it off a warm up. It's classic. I the I mean, Justin Thomas shot what like sixty three course record at uh, like Medina. Medina. Yeah. When he said he had the worst warm up of his of career. his career. So, yeah, that's great though. That's that's classic content. Um, I, another storyline. Is, he spieth won like three weeks ago or whatever four weeks ago whatever the hell it was now and like got that monkey off his back but i feel like there's still something there like he's not quite comfortable closing yet and i think there's there's kind of a developing storyline here like of him you don't closing? just go out yeah right now i mean what is he he has like five top fives in the last month or whatever yeah, well, the last two months. But his he final has rounds has not been fives. good. But he he's had five fifty four or yeah five fifty four hole leads in the last couple months. That's right. It started at Waste, right? And there yeah. was Waste and then Pebble, Pebble, right after. Then he had it. He had it at Valero on one. Right. He had it here, and then he had one he more. He must have had one more. Was it the Masters? He what? He no, no. He was trailing at the Masters. I can't remember what it was, but. It's kind of a story, I think. At this point, like, he, his game seems like it's almost where he wants it to be. I don't think off the tee he's as comfortable as yeah, he. Yeah, although needs he's to had be. insane weeks off the tee. Yeah, no. I, he, the first three rounds he was striping it, and then even though he, I think, strokes gain wise had a like okay final day off the tee, he didn't hit a lot of fairways. I just think under the gun, that's the weakest club in his bag. Yeah, except he hasn't done anything tragic like, no. in these final rounds. it's, it's just kind of just doesn't have it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's I- – I think it could be coincidence. I think there's a really strong chance it's coincidence that he just has a bad day on the final round. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. It's kind of like how we say Finau's coincidence, but then he yeah. never ends up doing it. It's like, well, how long is Feith going to go where it's like – he just doesn't win. Yeah, and I'm not saying Speed and can't win because he obviously is one each but... time. You're not like he choked it away or he blew up. Yeah, there's was... not one thing you can point. To. Yeah, it's just kind of a slow burn, which is is tricky because it's hard to pinpoint whether or not that's the moment getting getting to him and just kind of making him play differently on Sunday or if it's just coincidence. But at the same time, you don't go out and shoot Thursday 63. 65 65 or whatever the hell he shot on on saturday might, might have been 66 and then go hack it around and shoot 73 all yeah. the time like that's yeah if that continues there's something there there's, something there. there's probably something there because I, maybe i mean yeah as a speed fan do you take this week as a positive because i don't know if i mean i don't know if i do yeah you do come on at, the, at this point i'm kind of greedy you can't get greedy with speed though it's all like I... he's still what does he have 13 wins on tour i think he has a le- 12 he has 12 wins. he only has 12 wins it's not like to the yeah. point with tiger where a win just meant nothing yeah like you still like a win really means a lot like he's only had 12 of them yeah but like this would have been a big win for him i think there's a so difference if, if he's runner up i mean it's a good week there's it's a difference, a though, week. between if like, if you're looking at this in speed size and then as a Spieth fan. Because as a Spieth fan, I think it's like, oh, you know, he just lost it in the final round, didn't win. All I care about at this point, really, is Spieth wins. But if you're Spieth, I think you take this as a positive because he knows his game's trending. It's another week yeah. in contention. Oh, for He's sure. He's totally feeling more comfortable in the moment. For As sure. he gets into contention, 100%, 100%. more and more, hundred percent. But for you speed, see it. There's like big. a different. There's no, a there's different a way to look at it. There is a difference. I, I mean, Tory might's probably not the course for him, but no, I could still see him contending there. Yeah, there's no if reason he drives why he it well, There's no reason why he can't. What's the next like big event coming? Memorial this week. It is Memorial this week? It's this week. It's tomorrow. That, that'd be a big win. Yeah. There's no reason why he shouldn't contend. No reason. Tomorrow, He might... Yeah, I, I wonder... I think he's probably playing. He's gotta be. he gotta be. Gotta be. Um, yeah. There it's in a weird long... place on the schedule, though, right now. It is. So well, I think some guys are gonna take it off. It's weird where Colonial is right after the PGA. Because yeah. it's usually a big come down after Major. But this is like... Almost all the top guys played this week. Yeah. And it's like a it's considered a pretty good so then event they play so. next week and then a, yeah and then do we have the u.s open right after that no there's got to be a week No, there's no, one no. more week it might be is it there's a week in between there's a week in between yeah i don't know what what the week after there is. has to be yeah clearly we're super prepared <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about the pga because i didn't I wasn't yeah here you weren't the there accent. i had to slug through myself I will say you did a good job with the monologue. That's got to be a weird. It's so much harder than it seems, too. Yeah, you just you're talking so much. Like, who are you talking to? 25 <laughs> minutes. I listened to it on the plane ride home from Colorado. I thought it was great. Um, just kind of, kind of give my opening thoughts. I mean, Phil really played his ass off. Is what it came down to. I, you know, people talk about the driver. Like obviously, he had the driver going, but. To me, it was the iron play that really won yeah. in that golf tournament. He had it shaping both ways. Just, just so, so, so many insane long irons. Like, yeah. just play, riding wins, playing them into wins. There was a really cool conversation. I think it was on the final day. And uh, one of the analysts on Live From brought it up as, like, the best shot of the tournament. But he had a wind coming off the left, which Phil is a lefty. So he had this wind coming off the left, meaning if he hit a cut, the ball was going to go shorter because it'd be fighting the wind. And then if he hit a draw, the ball would probably go further because it'd be riding the wind. And the pin was tucked on the left side of the green. So he took it like out over this bunker, super ballsy play and carved one in there. I don't know, like 12 feet or whatever. And it was just like, at that point you were like wow he's really dialed dialed. he's so dialed like he knew that that was the right play he took it on and he executed the shot and that's just when you know a guy is like crazy confident and i never felt like he was gonna lose at in the last few holes like i knew he kind of in the last few i agree it kind of felt over Kepka seemed out of it even though he really wasn't out of it um it was shocking to me because like, you come out a Saturday and Kepka's one back, and it's like Kepka in a major, or Kepka is a P- in a PGA. Phil three putts one, and Kepka just smooths in that birdie. It yeah. was like Kepka ought I thought it win. was over. I oh, thought it was literally, over. There was like over. Like no like way I just he's turned the win. TV yeah. off, and like, that's it. So it was actually sick to see Phil do that. And Kepka clearly i feel like has demons yeah it'll be really interesting to see what happens next time kepka gets in, in contention i know at a major. he kind of buried himself like he did he missed a short putt he missed like a he two and a half so many short or a two putts. footer and then he like lipped in the next one from two yeah. feet i mean it was bad it was really bad for a guy that considers himself openly right. as like one of the most clutch guys on right. the pga tour oh and he is not shy about telling other people that they can't close yeah and now and it's, it's like dude storyline people are going to be pointing at him like if he gets in contention in another major and he misses a short putt like that's really bad for him and his reputation i think he felt almost like uncomfortable in what we were talking about earlier with kokrak with everyone pulling for speed like yeah he was in an environment where zero people were rooting for him mm-hmm. unless you had like money on him Other than that, like, you're rooting for history. You're rooting for Phil. The crowd there was so loud for Phil, so encouraging for Phil. And I don't think he handled that environment well. Yeah. I think he felt super uncomfortable. I think it also doesn't help that he's facing, like, a legend of the game. Like, a guy that you know, if you're Brooks, that Phil is not going to back down to you. Right. Like, mentally. He has the upper edge on you. The guy's won, like, five majors. 45 times on the pga tour he's one of the few guys that brooks can stare at in the face and know that he's just not better or right. he's never been better right. than phil was right. in his prime so that's an in, like it's an interesting thing because he you know hasn't really matched up against the guy like that well, in the final group now that i'm thinking about that not in the same group but at bell reeve sure when tiger he was faced there down, yeah he faced down he's, tiger and he's but Being in the same group is definitely different. It's different, I think. I think it's totally different. I think there's definitely an an intimidation factor there. Phil's probably not an easy guy to play with in a major. You know he can pull off any shot at any time, get up and down from anywhere. And when you're basically in a match play situation like that, it's got to be tough because you know he's relentless. It's kind of similar to the – you were talking about everyone pulling for – for the other guy not brooks yeah beth page yeah dj made that late sunday charge and the crowd i was there on sunday was so pulling for dj like nobody wanted brooks to win it was so obvious and brooks still won he missed like a three footer on 17 to make it close but like there's it's kind of interesting that like People really, really rude against Brooks. Yeah. To see how he'll handle that in it's the future. It's funny. It's really funny now. Yeah. And it, then it just started this whole thing, like, uh, with the, Brooks and Phil, and then the video came out with Brooks and Bryson. And yeah. It's all now kind of connected, like, fuck. I, I don't know. It it seemed like after that sunday like just shit started breaking loose yeah i mean like it kind of unfolded with the 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 beef there the bryce and brooks beef like the memes obviously on on twitter and stuff do we want to talk a little bit about the match yeah let's talk about the match because that's connected with everything yeah i so i think they really missed the boat here you got i think you have to get phil out of that match and it has to be bryson versus brooks yeah except they didn't know like they didn't have that dialed in yeah but phil's been a part of every one they announced it like shortly after the beef started to really become real like where it was really publicized and stuff like hold off on that announcement and see where it goes like see where that yeah, but you can't boot Phil yeah. from the match. Yeah, you He's been in every one. He's, like, the staple of, the like, that whole event. So... Are you excited for it? And it's also, like, the Phil and Brady have kind of been... They yeah. were a team in the first one. They have obviously have, like... They kind of are almost inspired off each other. Like, Phil, battling age. They kind of have the same story, so... Yeah. Phil, Brady... Uh, so... It's interesting. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I I know you do too. We're Pats fans. He's actually the biggest pussy on the planet. Who can like Aaron? He is the biggest pussy there is. Yeah, nobody. I mean, he's toxic. I think he'll single handedly destroy. He is toxic. He doesn't talk to his family. Yeah, he's toxic. He's that's a a word I don't throw around lightly. (laughs) (laughs) He's toxic. (laughs) So, yeah, the Bryson-Aaron Rodgers dynamic is That's going to be ridiculous. I mean, Bryson's going to be – you already know. (laughs) There's going to be be people that don't watch because Bryson's going to be so annoying on that broadcast. Like, in Aaron's ear all the time. A menace. Reading Aaron's lies, reading his putts. Like, oh, my God. And at least when Phil does it, it's, like, somewhat charming. And I love Bryson – But it is going to be so over the top. It is. And he's going to swing so hard. (laughs) I mean, they're playing in Uh, Montana, dude. They're probably playing at like 7,000 feet. They're playing at Big Sky. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's going to be hitting at 430. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It'll be really fun to watch. It'll be just, it'll be a meme. Yeah. But it's really too bad Brooks can't somehow get in that. Yeah. But then you also have this Brooks versus. Dave Portnoy playing against yeah, each that's, other. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. Lefty for like they're playing for like 250k for charity. Or whatever. Brooks is gonna absolutely. But it's kind of been hyped up, and it's cool because with like Portnoy and Barstool and Big Cat and part of my take, like it's this like kind of golf rivalry and just everything around it is kind of like being exposed to people who don't usually like golf. And now everyone's kind of hopping in on this, like Brooks, Bryson rivalry and everything. I think it's good for golf. Yeah. Oh, it's totally good for golf. It's becoming, it's kind of making mainstream headlines. Like you see these headlines on ESPN, like, you know, on talk radio, they're, they're kind of being talked about now. And it's not like these guys are world beaters, like Kepka's, you know, probably the best major player of this generation but he's by no means like a top five yeah. player of all time right he's not making history right. really right so the fact that they're drawing people in is pretty cool it's sick so i mean what is there any bit of this that's staged oh I think it's totally... I mean, the match. Like, if just look at the match. It's clearly kind of a staged thing, obviously. I mean, and they try to hype it up to be, like, this, you know, a big deal. And in the end, like, Phil, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Bryson, like, none of them really give a shit whether they win or not. Like, that... They're kind of just playing for fun and and a paycheck and to get on TV. And that whole thing's, like, kind of, like... I'm not even too into that. I just watch it because it'll be funny, but the Brooks Bryson drama seems—it seems real. It yeah. seems very real. I'm—they're uh, totally. I think they're totally playing it up now. Like they're really leaning into it, like which makes it seem a little bit fabricated. But I agree, there's something there. I mean, obviously brooks really hates bryson yeah for a lot of reasons yeah i don't know if bryson i don't hates think bryson hates brooks that much brooks that i, much. I, I think, think he's just leaning into he's, it yeah he's just he just ha- knows it's good good any pr is good pr yeah right i think he's just trolling he's he totally, knows it bothers brooks so much and he's kind of in control of like he's kind of like has the upper hand almost like not <laughs> like I in terms like, of like, on the golf course no like brooks clearly has a better career than bryson does no uh, but i'm saying but in terms, in terms of, like, of, like mentally because i don't think it i don't think bryson hates brooks that and much, i don't I think, think brooks is in bryson's head at all whereas oh right. i think bryson's like a little bit in yeah. brooks's head like oh i agree just you know distracting him in the interview yeah. like i think yeah. some part of that was <laughs> it had to have been intentional for bryson to like walk right behind him when he knows he's doing an interview with metal spikes on like clearly they have a history well, he also said like it was hard to pick up in the audio but brooks was saying oh these greens are really hard to read and when bryson walked by he said just got to start it online <laughs> oh did he really yeah <laughs> wow he just goes you gotta <laughs> start it online <laughs> so that's why he was that's rolling his eyes. Like, oh, I can't listen to that bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was about the metal spikes. Yeah. I which Brooks has come out and said in the yeah. past that he also hates. Right. But that I makes way everything. more sense. That makes it way more justifiable right. to, to roll your eyes at that. Yeah. There's just something there. I don't think we have the full picture yet. I think it's it's gonna lead to something. Whether that's a USGA. U.S. Open pairing. I, I really want the USGA to do that. It yeah. has to be. It has to be done. Everyone's just calling because the for PGA it. Tour is not going to do it. They're a bunch of pussies. They they want it. It's class acts. They want everyone's yeah. image to be good. But is the USGA going to do that? Like, the USGA owes nothing to the PGA Tour. They could do it. They owe yeah, nothing in I mean, terms of they're PR cavalier and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they would do it. The Open, I don't think they'll do it. The USGA, I think they would do it, based on the way that they've handled PR in the past, and like, you know, they've done some risky stuff in terms of setting up the golf course. They're not afraid to take risks. I think they'll do it, and nothing bad. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna like break out in a fight on a in a bunker on the third hole. Right, it's just gonna be funny (laughs) to watch. Just be a a cool dynamic.
1: It will be better
0: if they are literally in the final group final round of a major because yeah, yeah, then it's it not set great. up and it's real and they're literally fighting for a major yeah. and then whoever wins that is just, just gonna be the other guy's the ultimate career troll. is just <laughs> in the dumps until they do something yeah yeah, yeah that's gonna be crazy uh we kind of skipped past some rider cup stuff i wanted to talk about but that was just it seemed like a good segue into the match oh i want to say something dj seems like he's becoming irrelevant and okay. One yeah. Let's talk about. There's a couple storylines I want to talk about. Then DJ, I agree. Like, why is what's he so going on? Literally, no one said his name for maybe a month. Yeah, he's just not there. He's, like, you look up on the leaderboards, he's usually like right there. He's just not. He's there. not there. He's missed back-to-back cuts and majors. There is he doesn't real have anything trend. exciting going on. I don't. I mean he's kind of he's hitting getting, like trash getting it seems cuffed, like it seems like yeah he's <laughs> got follow paulina on <laughs> <Yeah>. instagram <laughs> go follow paulina and you'll see what I, you'll see what we're talking about and yeah i, I mean he's got this knee injury apparently that's kind of nagging him oh really i haven't heard about that so he sat out the week before the pga at valspar because of a knee injury. And that was when it kind of was like, in my mind, it was like, okay, there's something wrong here. Whether that's a knee injury or whether his games, just in shambles, it's not going well for him. Rory, you are, I got to give you a little (laughs) bit of shit about that. You were so high on Rory. Rory's so bad. We knew it. I knew it. It was just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It was setting up too perfectly. Like. Oh, Rory's playing well coming into this major that he I won know. by eight shots. Like, I feel so stupid. It just obviously is not going to happen. Like, the, the time when Rory wins another major is going to be under the radar. Yeah, but he's been under the radar for five years. Yeah, so maybe he just doesn't win <laughs> another major. <laughs> he's either going to be under the radar or he's going to be the number one player in the world, which I think is a possibility. Like, Rory could totally get back there, but... He's got to be playing his best golf because he's not super confident right now, which doesn't bode well in majors. Yeah, he's eight in the world right now. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about Yeah, it's anymore. just, I mean, there's just nothing really else to say besides, like, I think he's. I think he's, he's going to start winning regular events, though. So. Which is great. If he starts winning regular events, I think he picks up some confidence, and then he can start to contend. But he hasn't even contended. Like, never mind when he has not contended in a long time. Mm, there are sparks on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. He to that. was contending at like 9 30 on Thursday morning. Yeah, when he teed off at even par. Well, then I was literally watching him live. He blew it into the marsh. And then oh, he yeah. He was like, what, hole. one under? Oh, but no. But then he made two birdies. Yeah, he, he was hanging birdies. around on no, the front nine under. on Thursday. He got it to two under. Yeah. He was only a couple shots off the winning score. if He just kept it there (laughs) the whole time. It's really dark. Okay. Rom, I think, is a huge storyline. Not contending in a major? Flies under the radar. Nobody talks about this. Rom has never contended in a major. And we talk about this, like, I think we're the only ones that talk about this. Yeah. No one realizes it. He talks about this openly. He's never contended. Rom does? Yeah. He's never actually had a good chance to win. Yeah.
1: Late Which on is Sunday. Yeah.
0: Looney Tunes, the guy's game, and we talk about this all the time with top ten players in the world. Oh, they're games built to win a major. Rom has absolutely he's, no weaknesses yeah, in his game. So he's funny. the most well rounded player. He's like player a Xander type of guy. He is. He him and Xander are carbon copies, besides the fact that they hit completely different ball flights. But I mean Rom drives it great. He putts it well, he chips well, and he hits all his irons well. Like he should just play well in majors and it's not that he's playing bad like it's not he's missing cuts but he just plays solid and then he'll backdoor you know maybe he'll top five but he never has a chance to win yeah and it's just frustrating it's like dude this guy literally looks like the best player in the world some weeks that like unbeatable 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 I, I mean, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but, like, I feel like his takeaway is way more inside when he plays his best golf. He and seems now like you're he, getting into swing, like, mechanics. I think I, I could coach Rom. I think I could help him out a little bit. He needs to get a little more inside, drop it in the slot, hit that bullet cut. I I think I could help him out. Doesn't he cut his oh, – or he cuts his, he driver, cuts he, his driver. He only cuts his drive. draws his irons. Um, no, he hits cuts with everything, really. Does he? Pretty much, he said. I actually, it's pretty funny. He said if he needs to hit a draw off the tee, the only club he can draw is a three one That's the only club he can draw, which is nuts. But it doesn't seem as right. the number two ranked player in the world or wherever he is. And then JT missed the cut. I thought he was going to play well here. I don't think there's. I don't think there's anything you can say about JT. It's just one of those bad weeks. It's golf yeah. bad week. I don't think like he's could. He's probably going to win Memorial. Yeah. But he's He just fluctuates so much. It's I would take say. him. I would still... And this goes back to the Masters when we both thought he was like locked to win. I would still take him over anybody in the world. In any tournament. I would... If I had to bet on one guy every week, I would bet on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because he can win anywhere. He really he can win, win, win anywhere. anywhere. Um, I... You talked about this in your monologue. I thought that was pretty interesting that you thought the PGA is kind of elevating their status. They are. Of like, it's that was becoming... one of the most exciting majors. Well, I was, I already went through this, but like top I think five top majors, five yeah. most exciting major in the last decade. I uh, Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think, I don't know. I could kind of make a list off the top of my head. I would put Tiger right up there at the Masters. I would put, The U.S. Open at Chambers Bay with Spieth making the bomb on seventeen, DJ three whacking to lose. That was insane. Yeah, I would put the Phil and Henrik battle. That one was insane. For sure. And then, what did what did you have as like your? I think I had fifteen, British. Yeah, when that was, Spieth was going for the third any, leg, yeah, anyone and could really it win went that to the one. playoff, and Day hadn't won a major, and he was right there. That was exciting. 2017 Masters, Sergio. Yep. It's gotta be there. That was good. There's some. There's been a lot of good ones. 2014 PGA but... Valhalla. Phil, Ricky, Rory, yeah. Stenson. A lot of those guys hadn't won a major yet. Burn Viesberger in the mix. Even uh, the Masters Reed one was great. Oh, Spieth that was on my list too. Yeah, Speed nine back. Ricky almost I mean, won. Yeah, Ricky. Yeah. That, no, that, that was insane, actually. I think that was in my top five too. That, that was, was insane. Sneaky 2015 PGA at Whistling Straits. The battle between Day and Spieth was great. Yeah, Not as competitive because as Day competitive. was so dominant. He was so dominant. But, but Spieth literally sneaky. said in, in the interview after that, after that round, that final round, that he literally could not have played any better. Like, Jason Day yeah. was just untouchable. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, I think it's... I agree. But when this, you look at, like, the most exciting at- majors, they're all, like, Masters and U.S. Opens, basically. Yeah. But to have a PGA that was this exciting and had a win- a winner that was that historic and it was just a monumental event, it was a sick venue, and everyone loved it. And the course played difficult windy but fair and there were fans out there and you had exciting guys coming in and out the whole weekend except for sunday streels and you had a great winner. i mean it was like it was an awesome event yeah yeah i mean when you look at the past five winners right i think it's been phil Morikawa, brooks brooks and jt those are pretty good winners. Like, yeah. I mean, really, as good as you can get. Like all, all those guys. Yeah. Are probably all going to be legends of the game. Yeah. When, when it's all said and done. Where is the PJ next year? Honestly, I have no idea. Because 2022, it's Southern. Oh, oh no, yeah, is Southern it Southern Bulls Hills next next year? Maybe. I guess it is. Yeah, it's 2022 Southern next Hills. year. That's great was, venue. That doesn't even seem like a real year. Oh, I doesn't 2022. seem like a real. Year. Yeah, Southern Hills looks cool. I, I thought it was boring. Like, I'd never seen it before. It just sounds boring. Southern Hills just seems like a boring yeah. name to me. But it looks sick. It's a Perry Maxwell. Bunkers look cool. Perry's greens are obviously, like, on crack. So, we'll see how the, the guys deal with that. But, yeah, it should be it should be good. Um, What's next? What's next, Sean? What do you got for us? That's pretty much it. I mean, if you want to talk Ryder Cup? Oh, yeah, I want to talk Ryder Cup. This is, this Phil is getting gonna get really picked? interesting. So he went from 50th after he win not going to get in to he, 16th in the points. So he's, he's right, not going to get in with points. No, he's not going to get in with points, but if you pick him as Captain Stricker, it's just you can justify it. Like, he's right there, he's behind Scheffler and ahead of Zalatoris, I think. At, he might have swapped places with um, with Zalatoris, but so he might be seventeenth now. But like when you phrase it like this, if you have Phil, Scheffler and Zalatoris, and you have to pick one of them, or even two of them out of those three, who are you taking? I would. I would take I'd both take of those guys over Phil. I would. I'd for sure take Zalatoris. I don't know about Scheffler. Yeah, Zal Taurus, in I feel my like opinion, Phil, is a lock. Zal Torres like, should, should be a lock. He's just like the most consistent player that the American team has. He should a hundred percent be on that team. Scheffler, I don't know. I feel like Phil has an edge in the Ryder Cup because he's been there so much and he's yeah. be great in the locker room. But he'll probably go. Is Whistling? I mean, Whistling Strait's another Pete Dye course, pretty, probably pretty similar to Kiowa. Maybe a little tighter off the tee. Like, do you think that's a course he can actually play well at? Because I don't yeah, see it. Yeah, why not? I don't he's see hitting it lining bombs. up. Yeah, he's hitting bombs, <laughs> but he hit straight for one week. And <laughs> he's hitting bombs, he, what, dude. would seven over for two days this week at Colonial. Like, I don't know if this driving stretch lasts for him. I don't think it will. Except if, when you look at the Ryder Cup standings, okay, Xander, I don't want on the team. Morikawa, oh, I don't want ridiculous. on the team. Kepka, I don't want on the Murakawa, team. Morikawa, I forfeit... think is a legitimate argument to not have on the team, even though he'll qu- qualify from points, because the golf course is just going to be so set up for bombers. Yeah, but so, he's going to be a Ryder Cupper every year, so, so, you know, so we we'll get him in. That. Ryder Cup team right now is DJ, Bryson, JT, Kepka, Morikawa, Xander. It is the six that are in? I don't even want DJ right now. Like if if you told me to pick the team right now, this team guys, sucks, by the way, first of all. Yeah It seems this... like a mishmash of a million different personalities. Like it's two it, it, mishmash there's no identity in there's this team. no identity. I mean <laughs> DJ Like it, just having Bryson, DJ, and Brooks on the same team does not feel <laughs> it's like not it, it's gonna work. And if Roms oh no, Rom's Roms gonna play for Europe. That was really <laughs> Yeah, that's usually how that works. Um, Unless Spain just moved across the Atlantic. What was I going to say? Okay, so Reed's seventh in the rankings. Does he get picked? So now you have Reed, if, Bryson, if you pick and Reed DJ Kep or Kepka. I mean, that's a crazy <laughs> team. Yeah, I agree. If, if Stricker picks Reed, I hope but, the U.S. loses. I actually hope they lose. If no, he picks no, 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 no. No, I hope I hope they lose. Finau be. should be there, and Speed should be there. How many captains picks are there? Four now? There's six. Only the top six guys are guaranteed spots. They changed it. There's six captain's picks. Six captains picks. So Finau is going to be in. Speed. and Speed are locks. Burger's going to be in. I don't think I don't He's know Burger's guaranteed. Would you rather have Burger or Webb? Burger or Horschel or Coke Rack. Or Canley. See, I was gonna bring up Cokerack because I think Coke is in play now. He is in play for the Ryder Cup. He could get in. Yeah, I mean, he could almost get in on points. He he could. No, probably not. He need to be. He need to get into sixth on points. The captain's picks are actually gonna be really contentious. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure Stricker's friends with all these guys too, which makes it even harder. Because I mean, Zalatoris at 19. Seems like a stretch, but it's not. You got. I mean, it seems like you just got to pick. Zalto. How it's about Streelman at thirty playing a Ryder Cup? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the last guy I'd want on the team. Okay, he does. So Reed, work. Reed's gonna get. Yeah, I don't think he's, Reed will get picked. He's seventh in the ranking. I don't. I don't he's want him one, on the team. He's I don't. The first think guy out. Anyone wants him on that team? I know, but how you can't not. No, pick him. no, no, no. That's the beauty of what they did by changing it to six captains' picks. Is now he doesn't have to be on the team. Like just because he's seventh doesn't mean you have to pick him. And I, I don't guess. think anyone, as an American golf fan, or anyone on that team, is going to lose sleep over not picking. Yeah, him. Yeah, well, no one wants him. Yeah, so why pick him? He's got to play his way in. <laughs> he's got to play his way in. So who's sixth right now in the rank? Xander. Ranks? Xander is quite a bit ahead. Yeah, Xander. This he's, is the no, biggest. Xander's quite a stretch ahead. of Xander's career, right here. Is we need to Q be rooting Reed. for Xander. Oh yeah, I've never been a bigger Xander fan than right now. All right. Okay, so I. I for Xander. Kokrak, do you think he has an actual chance? Because I think to get checked at Whistling. Well, it's bomb. I think paradise. he would. I think he would be a decent Ryder Cup player, but I don't think he'll get picked. I think he could. I think he could. If he wins another time. He's got to win again. Even if he just maybe plays really solid, like becomes a super consistent player throughout the summer. I mean, probably not likely, but if he does. If he wins again, I mean, if he moved up seven spots from this win, he'd, he'd move up like, He'd move up almost to like he'd be right on the doorstep. Yeah, I think uh, I think too something that no one's really talked about the the fir- the three or four weeks before the Ryder Cup are going to be the most important three or four weeks before a Ryder Cup for the U.S. team ever. Yeah, because you have these extra captain's picks now. I think you got to choose your last couple guys based off form. Off form, like yeah. you're gonna. That's choose the some thing. You could have guys that are them. way out there. That they could go, like, four top 10s to finish the year with a win in there. And it's like, okay. Yeah, like, who's 21st like a, in the like, rankings like right Like a Bubba. Like, yeah, what if Bubba plays insane for a month? Like, he's just top 5 everything. And then how do you not pick that guy? You just have to pick him. Yeah. Bubba's a team guy, too. Locker room guy. Oh, yeah. You hear the story about Bubba when Bubba sends, apparently, he was talking about this. He sends oh, yeah. Tiger, like, ridiculous <laughs> text. So, Tiger always blocks his number. Yeah. But he every changes, year... Tiger changes numbers Tiger like changes every couple his months. Numbers. Yeah. And will never tell Bubba. But when in a team event like the Ryder Cup or President's Cup, the numbers go out to all the players. <laughs> so, every year, every two years, Bubba will get Tiger's number and then just bombard him with texts. And then he'll get blocked. And then he'll do it the next year. <coughs> I heard he just sends like, Bubba will just take a picture of a water bottle on this desk. Like this water bottle that's sitting right here and just say water bottle. It <laughs> it's so it's good. It's so insane. But it's it's great. It's awesome. So, yeah. Consensus is Zalatoris is a lock. Spieth, Fienau, locks. Kokrak, interesting play. Could could be on the team, could not be on the team. And P. Reed is out. Yeah. All out on period. Yeah, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, comes um, closer. I just want to bring up briefly, Sergio and Poulter played really well this week. They're, like, way out of the standings, I think, on the Ryder yeah, Cup for the Poulter Euro will team. will probably get picked, though. Do you think, like, is that borderline disrespectful to the guys that have been... No. Like, these younger Euro Poulter's, guys that are grinding? Poulter's, like, one of the biggest Ryder Cup legends yeah. in golf history. Like. But, like, he sucks now, for the most part. So, I think he would just to play I think he'll have again. to be playing well the month before the Ryder Cup. Yeah, but he won't be. He won't have to play lights out. But I think if he's just playing well, he's gonna get picked. Yeah, which is scary because I think with Sergio and Poulter, like they can just show up at the Ryder. Would Cup. Would you be afraid well. of Pol- playing against Poulter in the Ryder Cup? It's interesting. Like, I, I, like if if I was playing in it myself or from no? Those just pe- from a fan those perspective. Those guys. Yeah, I, I don't like having... Oh, yeah. I think that the I don't team like is ha- much more yeah. vulnerable if, they're young guy, if there's young guys in there. Yeah, I agree. Sergio and Poulter, I don't like the thought of having them in there. I agree. Especially Poulter. And, and guys like Justin Rose, Stenson, I don't know if those guys are going to qualify off points. I have no idea what the, US, uh, the European standings look like. But if you have Stenson, Rose... Sergio and Poulter in that team, I just don't think they're gonna lose. Yeah, and no, not it doesn't really matter how they're playing. It's just the the fact, like the intimidation factor. There's yeah, a real cohesive group there. Well, the Stenson Rose pairing is always lethal. It's always sick, and Stenson's playing pretty terribly right now. Yeah, but I think they'll just they'll figure it out. He just figures it out in the Ryder Cup. They'll probably beat us
1: yeah it's over it's
0: over before it even started (laughs) we're six months out and we're calling Team Europe (laughs) if they pick those four guys the Ryder Cup's just over um okay is there anything else? yeah I mean I was gonna say uh new LPGA commissioner Molly Marcou Saman definitely not how you say it yeah I, I, I don't really know what this means for the LPGA I'm not a huge LPGA guy I mean Mike Wan obviously did a lot for them uh super well respected in terms of the usga do you think mike juan as like he definitely took some risks coming in as the the lpga commissioner he definitely took some risks i think that could really be beneficial for the usga i think he could flip it on its head i agree but i think he's going to be more conservative in what he probably to start yeah. And it's a big gig. Like, it's, you know, because the LPGA the commission was LPGA obviously a big gig, but like, this is big the USGA, time. Yeah. So, it's a different level. Yeah. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Molly kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely rooting for her. I I think it's going to be tough to up what Mike Wan did. Because, I mean, right. even from the outside looking in as like a borderline very casual LPGA fan, he obviously moved the women's game in a great direction so hopefully that continues u.s Uh, women's open this week right yeah u.s women's open this week maybe we'll Uh, we'll do like we'll do a couple minutes talking about it if if there's some storylines shout out to elizabeth zocel uh i know her a little bit but she qualified medalist in her qualifier playing this week in the u.s open first time so sick uh Hopefully she Friend wins. Friend of the pod, yeah. Friend of the pod. It'd be a sick Monday qualifier win in the U.S. Open. Yeah, not a Monday qualifier, or but she, just yeah, local, she made it through local yeah. yeah, okay, that's sick. Wow, that'd be epic. So there so you we'll go. So we'll be pulling for her. All right, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.